Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a new top seed in the NFC. Welcome in to the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Excited to welcome in our DraftKings network audience here on VSIN alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond and Tony with you. Very, very interesting across the board week 14 Sunday. Lots of down to the wire results, some of which didn't expect, you know, a 0-0 game in the fourth quarter that we, it all comes down to a field goal, Michael. Uh, there was a lot of fun ones yesterday, but none bigger than... Chiefs Bills and Eagles Cowboys. And so yeah. I'm I'm curious big picture wise Michael for these two teams that we saw in a Super Bowl a year ago and everybody projected to maybe get there again and be these contenders in each of their respective conferences. Was there one performance that like when you look at those two games and, and who won and who lost that either like impressed you most or really disappointed you and you felt like they're headed in a different trajectory here down the stretch? Well, I don't think, look, I think the, the the Chiefs just are a different team than we're used to seeing, right? They're not an explosive team. They have to be methodical. You know, they've got execution still at a high level. The play that got called back for offsides was brilliantly executed. They've got a great coach in Andy Reid. They're going to be able to move the ball on certain people. They'll score, I'm sure, on New England this week. But when they play in the playoffs, it's going to be a tight game. They're not going to blow anybody out. It's going to be close, and they're going to rely on their defense and the kicking game to help. Philadelphia's issues for me because defensively, when you don't can, can't get control of the game against good teams, they'll get control of the game against the Giants. They'll get control of the game against the Cardinals. They may not get control of the game against Seattle because Seattle does have good skill players. It's when they throw against a good offense, can they get control of the game? And can they control the game with their offense? Now, that's been a little bit of a struggle. They haven't really been of the mindset to run the ball. There was a sign outside of the Philadelphia facility, you know, run the ball. You know, like they ran the ball – a lot. Early in the season, they had 200-yard rushing games. Last year, I think they had four. I mean, they were committed to more of the run. And, the, and their running game, since they've lost Miles Sanders, hasn't been the same. I mean, let's be clear. 
The other issue is their defense. And, and come playoff time, you got to be good on defense. You can't be 32nd and third down defense. You can't be 30th in red zone. You've got to be able to get off the field on key downs, and you got to be able to keep them out of the end zone from scoring touchdowns. And that's where the Eagles are. I'm worried about that in that sense because I think, to me, you know, we've seen this from the Miami game to the Dallas game, and now let's, let's count the Seattle. That window of all these good teams, even though they've been able to win some of those games, they have they look like they have a lot of deficiencies, particularly with their defense. If they can't get pressure from their front, you're going to have a good day for throwing the football on them. Yeah, winning is an excellent deodorant, um, and I think that that's a great example for what's going on with, with the Eagles' defense, and they've been exposed each of the last two weeks, 109 points allowed in their last three games. But when it comes to – so now the Eagles, with this loss, I mean, despite this loss, are still in the, the driver's seat given their remaining schedule to win the NFC East. They're an odds-on favorite to do so over the Dallas Cowboys. Um who do you think goes the farthest in the playoffs? It, based on current form, it feels like it would be the Dallas Cowboys, but the Eagles have had that find a way to win factor a lot this season. And, and I just wonder how much of that has gone away or if they can bring it back when it counts. Well, I, I think, look, they, you know, you can make fun of them and say they weren't in the game, but let's be clear here now. They're, they're driving for points every fumble. They didn't protect the football, which cost you to lose. I get that. That happens, right? And A.J. Brown doesn't catch issue, that ball that would have been a gift. Exactly. I mean, I think to me, they have to tidy some things up. they got to fix some problems. But the bigger issue is they've, give up, they've given up 29 touchdown passes, Stormy, and, and they've only had six interceptions. Like, they can't stop the forward pass. We saw it against Sam Howell twice. You know, they've not been able to get control of it. I mean, they've been out, they've, they've scored 19 touchdowns, they've given up 29 through the air. That's an issue when it comes playoff time. They're going to have to lead with their offense. That's what they did last year. Last year, they scored 206 points in the second quarter. Okay, 206 points in the second quarter. They haven't scored that many so far this year in the first and the second quarter combined. They've only scored 74 points in the second quarter so far this year. Their opponents have scored 132. So the reason they're not running the ball is they're playing from behind. And the reason they're playing from behind is they can't get control of the game with their defense. They can't get stops on third down, and they can't keep the opponent from scoring. They just can't, and they can't tackle. They're a bad tackling team. That's not a good recipe. Their, their lack of team speed is bad. And when you're signing Darius Leonard, now think about this. Great publicity, everybody. Oh, they got Darius Leonard. Everybody remembers when on Darius Leonard. Why would the Colts, who are one of the worst defenses in the league, get rid of Darius Leonard, who they have to pay his contract anyway? They have to pay him. It's guaranteed. Like They can't get away from the guarantee. And yet they chose to remove him from their roster when they need linebackers. Why would you think that would be? Because he hasn't played well. Now the Eagles bring him in. Sirianni knows him, was with him at the Colts, yada, yada, yada. But it shows you how bad they are on defense when they're resorting to this type of desperation. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really, really great example because obviously we've talked about it a lot on this program. He's not the same guy, but you're just grasping at straws, doing whatever you can to improve that that defense that has struggled. Okay, we got two games, though, coming up tonight on Monday Night Football. Yeah. The Dolphins are – we're seeing this tick anywhere between 13 and a half and 14. It's gone back and forth, but largely – 
two score favorite Miami at home against the Titans total 45 and a half. The Packers are laying six on the road in MetLife against the Giants total 37. Which game do you feel more like strong in your beliefs in tonight? Well, I, I definitely feel good about Miami. I mean, because I don't think Will Levis has played very well. And I think I really like Miami's defense. And I think Miami is one of these teams they are going to keep trying to feed the ball to Tyreek Hill. And the one thing I do know about this this Tennessee secondary is they can't stop anybody. Mm. They have a hard time tackling. They're like Philadelphia. They have a hard time tackling. And without Jeffrey Simmons playing tonight, where are they getting pressure on Tua? How are they going to keep Tua from making explosive plays? I think there's a reason this line. I thought it would always go to 14. It took till the game day to do it. And look, the only way they're not going to cover is if they turn the ball over like they did against the Raiders, which they have done. They had that bad game at home. That was their stub their toe game when they didn't cover against the Raiders. So I am not in love with Levis because he doesn't consistently work the ball. He's not accurate. Too many balls in the dirt. They don't have great skill players around them. And it's hard to run the ball on, on Miami. It's hard to run the ball on Vic Fangio. It's going to be hard for Henry to get going, and they need Henry to get going. I mean, last week against the Titans, they ran, against the, the Colts, they ran the football, but they had two punts blocked. They missed an extra point and lost the game. So I feel good about that one more than I do the Packers, although I think the Packers are playing well. And, and I think the Packers are kind of – everybody thinks they're overvalued in the market. I, I think they're a little undervalued in the market because we, we've seen them play at a much higher level in the last month than we saw them earlier in the year. When they went into Atlanta and won a game, you know, they've, I mean, excuse, they went to Chicago and won a game early in the season. Yes, I know they don't have Aaron Jones, but the quarterback is way more accurate than he's ever been. Yeah, I'm on both of the same sides as you tonight for the contest. I have minus 13 and a half for Miami, and, and I think it's minus six and a half in the in the Circle Millions contest this week for Green Bay. Because to your point, like there are a lot of people that are fading Green Bay, thinking that you're trying to sell high at the top of the market. This is a team that's coming off such a huge upset win over Kansas City a week ago. They're going to be without Christian Watson in this spot. But to me, like they still have Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed, Jordan Love, confidence is the perfect word. He's playing with a ton of it over the last three weeks that won and covered in each of the last three weeks, eight touchdowns, no picks over 286 yards per game. Um, and they're making the big plays too. Plus we know defensively Wink Martindale is going to try to blitz the heck out of them. It's what they do on defense, but Jordan Love's actually been good against the blitz this year. It hasn't really been something that's been problematic for him. And I don't know what you've seen from Tommy DeVito that makes you believe he's a guy that's going to go out and like be the person and reason to win you games. Like, did we forget who those two wins are against each of the last two weeks prior to the bye? Like, is, is that not taken into account at all for folks? I don't know. That's what was shocking to me. I think it was shocking to Tyrod Taylor. Now, when you compare him, Tyrod Taylor's 25th in EPA per play. Completion percentage, he's second. 18th in average and depth per target. DeVito's 41st in that category. 31st in completion percentage. 29th in, in depth per target. I mean, he's, he gets sacked 21% of the plays. This front for, for Green Bay is good. You got to block Rashard Gary. You got to block these guys. Preston Smith. You know, you get there. It's a tough front. Kenny Clark inside. This giant team, when they go against good offensive fronts, they have a hard time. Now, DeVito hasn't turned the ball over, which has been a saving grace. But when you're getting sacked 21% of the time, those are negative plays. You got to punt after that. You got to punt after that. I, I, I was surprised 
as Tyrod Taylor was surprised. Yeah, he's been sacked 15 times the last two games, 28 since we've first seen his action. Like the first time we saw Tommy DeVito, not too long ago, he had negative one passing yard. Like, do we remember that, how that transpired when he first stepped into the gate? Like, and the last two wins that they have are against Washington and New England. And yes, the Patriots have a very, very good defense. I'm not disputing that, but they didn't blow him out. It was a 10-7 game. And they missed a field goal at the end of the game. I mean, we forgot about that, right? I mean, so like, look, Green Bay's got to stop Barkley. They got to, you know, they got to stop Barkley and they got to force DeVito to to throw the football. I mean, those are game plans that you can win. When you have to stop the opponent run team, you can win that game. And that, that is going to be tough because we know that the run defense for Green Bay has not been great. And Saquon's a very, very talented back. So that's going to be priority one for Green Bay in this spot. I just I hope that they do. You imagine that Green Bay is going to be a big teaser leg for folks too, whether they're wrapping up something that they paired it with yesterday or looking forward, sitting there at that six, six and a half, get it down to pick, just need Green Bay to win the game. But I think they do. I just I am I am a believer that what we have seen the last five weeks and you know more minutely the last three that it's not a fluke from green bay and i think a lot of the no. people that are fading the packers today think that it's that it's not real so um we'll dive in deeper to this game as well as the miami game at the end of the hour but it is a step into my office day so some folks that need a talking to michael's gonna give some sage advice when we return There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. And our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for each and every bowl game. Don't miss out though. It's a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can sign up to come join us. Only $9.99. Become part of the sports betting network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? An appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk where step into my office. And step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi had to have a lot of these talks over the years with folks, Michael. So in steps to the office today, Mahomey Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs offense failed to score over 20 points for the fifth time this season. A potential game-winning play ends up getting taken off the board from a Kadarius Tony pre-play offsides penalty. Mahomes is in the postgame, big mad at everybody, says for it to end another game where we're talking about the rest, it's just not what we want in the NFL. But his reaction post-game in the press conferences, on the field, felt like things were boiling over more than just that play. What does Mahomes need to hear after all of his frustrations against the Bills? Look, we we know NFL officiating is subjective at best, Patrick. I mean, we know that. You know that. You've gotten a lot of calls in your career. In fact, I had someone tell me that there's always a flag that'll come down at the right time to help the Chiefs out. <laughs> I don't believe it. I worked for the Raiders for 10 years. I saw a lot of calls go against us. It's just part of the business. You've accepted it when you entered. The bigger issue is here is you better focus on what you have to do to fix your team. And I think what you have to do as the leader of the team is you've got got to kind of craft a narrative around the offense. You're no longer going to be explosive. You're no longer are going to be this we can score 40 against anybody. You're going to have to be methodical. Now you've played great this year. Your receivers haven't, but you have. And that's been the biggest issue. So to me, this is a perfect time and place to take advantage of setting up who you're going to become over the next five, six, seven weeks. You're going to have to win on the road, which means there are going to have to be more runs. You're going to have to get your offensive line to play better. You know, you missed Donovan Smith yesterday. You're going to have to play at a higher level there, especially on the road against with crowd noise. But it's, 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 it's attainable because your defense is good and your ability to play defense is good. So, look, to me, it's a minor setback. You've made way too much of it. This whole notion of people in this locker room try so hard. Look, we all try hard in the NFL. It's like coming to your interview and saying you're going to work hard. Everybody works hard. Everybody, Nobody's entitled to anything in the NFL. And you're not entitled to good calls. And this, frankly, was the worst time of all to go berserk because it was the right call. Him in the postgame handshake going up to Josh Allen. That's bleeping terrible. Josh Allen's like, I just want to get out of here. Um, no, great advice, though, to Patrick Mahomes. How about Antonio Pierce, interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders? The the energy, the energy and the coaching pop worked for those initial couple of games. Things are coming back down to earth a little bit here. 0-3, their last three games, and shut out the first time yesterday since 2002. They lose a game despite that defense only allowing three points to the Vikings. How can Pierce rally this team and try to hold things together the final stretch of the season? Because there, there have been some interesting reports coming out of Raiders camp. 
Look, I, I think it's pretty clear, Antonio, that you you talk about knowing the right away, but I don't think you do know what the right away is. I don't think anybody over there really understands what the right away is because who's worked for the man that put the right away in? It's all cliches to everybody, but what's the substance of the cliches? What does it really mean to be the right away? It means we're going to throw the ball vertically up the field. We're going to dominate the offensive lines. We're going to play physical football. You know, those are things that haven't really happened. And yesterday, I don't know what game you were watching, but the game I was watching, I would have made a quarterback move. Like at some point, you owe it to your players. You can't listen to them because if you keep listening to them, they're going to get you fired. At some point, you've got to be the leader and say, this isn't about emotion. This isn't about we got to play harder. We got to play more focused. This is about we got to we have to make plays in the passing game. And Aiden O'Connell is a wonderful story. And he had a great preseason. But at some point, you're the head coach. You're going off the narrative of who he is. And he's not good enough right now. He might be next year, but he's not good enough right now. That game was winnable if you would have made a quarterback move. That game was winnable if you would have done something to lift your offense up. And yet you continue to go down the same path. I get that you don't have a lot of weapons in terms of the protection against a young quarterback trying to handle the blitz from Brian Flores, but that's on you. I think you should have made a move much sooner. And when you're playing as well as you played defensively, to lose that game three to nothing at home and just be on the fringe one time with the Hunter Renfro fumble isn't good enough. So I don't know about you, but there's got to be another quarterback somewhere that can play better than what O'Connell did. And that starts with your decision making. And you've got to be not afraid to challenge the players. I know you got the job because the players love you. But at some point, they're going to get you fired. Well, and speaking to that decision making, Michael, and we'll be quick on this because there's other guys that need to step into the office here. But what did you make of the reports that Tom Pelissero and other insiders that Tom Coughlin, Marvin Lewis, Adam Gase, like he's brought in all of these people, yeah, all, of these, all of these other it's all voices. True. Like, it's all, it's, it sends a message that, you know, he's trying to get the job. He's trying to get some help. Look, look, he was a linebacker coach. What does he need Marvin Lewis in there for? You know, how do you think Pat Graham reacted to that? You know, like, how do you think the coaches are reacting? Like, to me, then I heard there was a, what, a long, long meeting with Mark Davis afterwards. I watched the game, too. I'm rooting for the Raiders to win. I'm rooting for him to win. My son's there. I want him to win. But that game called for a change of quarterback. Kevin O'Connell made it. You didn't. Jake Browning steps into the office next, Michael. Um, after his first game, we're trying to figure out, oh, okay, probably going to be a down here, downhill slope here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Rongo Bongo, these last two games, Jake Browning has been excellent. <laughs> and in turn, expectations for this team are starting to change a little bit. Now that the Cincinnati's firmly in the playoff hunt here, what does Browning need to hear to lead Cincinnati into the postseason to get over that hump? I think... You know, what I first of all, you've done a remarkable job of being able to take your skill set and apply it. You're very accurate. You've made really good decisions. You know, you got hit in the mouth and you made a great throw. You've been really tough in the pocket. I think what you need to do is keep telling Zach Taylor more of what I do really well more of what I do really well. Keep giving me the same thing over and over and over again. They did yesterday. You kept running the same runs. You kept throwing the passes. More things that you do and allow the skilled players, allow Chase, allow, you know, Mixon, allow Higgins, allow Brown to help you out. I think that's going to be the key. Don't play outside your comfort zone. You have gotten under center. I think Zach Taylor has done a very good job of getting you into a, into a comfort zone and a groove. 
You got to keep doing that. More of the same and rely on those other players to make play. And if your defense can improve, if your defense can improve, that was the best game they've played since week five of the season. Your team's got a chance to make the playoffs. They are one of nine AFC teams that are either eight and five or seven and six in that very compact conference trying to make a playoff spot. Um, Jake Browning, 75% completions, 275 yards two touchdowns yesterday. Okay, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles now have lost their last two games by a combined 45 points. Um, No eventual Super Bowl champion has lost back-to-back games by 15 or more points. The Eagles do still control their destiny when it comes to the NFC East. Still an odds-on favorite to do so. Can be there to earn a number one seed. It's all still up for grabs potentially. What does Hurts need to hear right now after these last couple losses? Well, I think we need to get back to who we are, right? I know the offensive line isn't the same as it was last year. I mean, you get more push inside than you did last year. You know, you're not, it's not as effective in the run game. You're not able to dominate the game. But I think really what you have to go back to is figure out why did we win last year? How did we get to where we were? Last year, you were so effective in getting the ball in the end zone early and playing from in front. And I think that's what you really need to do. You need to be able to kind of have a sense of urgency. We got to start faster. You know, we can't be as lethargic in the start of the game. We got to play from in front. Make these other teams allow our pass rush to take over the game. I think that's going to be critical. I mean, you're not playing complimentary football right now, unfortunately. And I think that's affecting the team in terms of having to play from behind. We know this, the defense can't defend the forward pass. Teams come into Philadelphia or you go on the road, you're 32nd in how many passes you face a game. 31st in touchdowns allowed, 28th in yards allowed. 30th in making plays on the football. So you're going to have to control the ball, slow the game down, help your defense, because maybe we can play good enough defense for 27 minutes. We sure as hell can't play like we did yesterday where we're playing 33 minutes. Yeah, and I want to say it's six offensive turnovers the last three games now for the Eagles, and when your defense is struggling that way, there's there's just no room for error the way that there used to be because th- we remember that defense from a year ago. We talked about them nonstop, how stout that group was. It's a different group this year. It's a different coordinator this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they close out the rest of the season. These last two games have have they have been um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're all of their problems have been amplified, whereas they were covered up by all of the wins earlier in the season. Yep. We're gonna step aside when we come back. NFL analyst here at Visa, Mike Pritchard, is gonna join us. Get the players' perspective in a moment. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The holidays are the most wonderful time of year, but they can also be the most stressful when it comes to finding the perfect gift for the people who matter most. Fortunately, Omaha Steaks is a convenient and thoughtful gift that's guaranteed to delight every single person on your list every single time. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long at omahasteaks.com. When you do so, you can save 50% off site-wide. Plus, if you use our promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 
off your order. Now, this order is not going to last long. Omaha Steaks, though, is ready to ship your order right away. So hop in there, shop early, beat the shipping rush, visit omahasteaks.com now. Take advantage of that 50% off site-wide and use our promo code VSIN at checkout. Get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Welcome back to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond and Tony with you. We will continue our week 14 conversation with great friend of the show, Mike Pritchard, VSIN NFL analyst, former wide receiver in the National Football League, joining us now live on the program. Pr- Pritch, how'd you do yesterday? Uh, what were some of the sweats? How, how was your NFL Sunday? You know what, Stormy, Michael, uh, a little light. Uh, I had a small teaser that cashed uh, Jags, Bucks, Raiders, only because, you know, the, the scoring is tight uh, against evenly matched teams, I feel like. And uh, it's a year of the backup quarterback again, right? And, and I think coaching matters uh, uh, mightily this year as well. So uh, I was able to get through uh, that teaser. Uh, it pays one plus 140. It used to be plus 160 at the book I use. Uh, but I, I think they're keen on the fact that a lot of people are cashing in on teasers this year, and uh, now it's plus 140. But uh, either way, cash it. Uh, it was that nice to put that in, in, in a bankroll. Uh, Mike, a- after watching the game, having your bets come out, what was the biggest surprise to you in Week 15? You know what? I, I think the continual uh, deterioration of the Eagles, uh, uh, Michael. I, I, I didn't think – that they would have to start all over again um, or, or, or they seems like they're searching for an identity offensively. Um, not that they necessarily got away from what they typically want to do, but with all that talent, uh, with everybody that they have on, on that roster, uh, I, I mean, I know everybody's kind of banged up at this time of year and then that, that happens. Dallas Goddard coming back. It, they just seem like they're out of sync. And I know Dallas is really good and playing great football, uh, but this is December towards the end of December. And uh, I think you should be peaking, uh, but it feels like the Eagles are not peaking. I think defensively um, still searching for some answers as well. Uh, so it just, it's not in sync. It's just not, it's just not where it should be. I, I think at this point for the Eagles. Well, and, and something that Michael and I have talked about today on the show is that it seems like, especially defensively, the fact that they were able to win so many games early on in the season and kept finding ways, it masked a lot of the issues that they had on that side of the ball. And now you're facing some really, really good teams and getting exposed a little bit in that area. And another thing that we've talked about a lot is how, while stats are all season-wide and we put a lot of things mm-hmm. in stock from the beginning of the year to now, like as betters, we really look a lot at those four and five game sample sizes. And for the Eagles, it's been a struggle, but there's only four or five games left for teams here down the stretch. Are there teams, whereas the Eagles, their stock is getting a little bit lower. Are there teams that like you're buying in on right now and you think that they're going to finish the season strong and cement their spot in the playoffs? You know, somebody's fascinating because I think uh, teams that are really improving uh, along the way or or getting better. I mean, the young teams have a chance. Like we're going to watch a team tonight in Green Bay. We're a very young team, but uh, they take leaps forward uh, as they improve and certainly as they build confidence. You know, I think um, Chicago defensively uh, gaining some confidence and what they want to do out there. The Raiders defensively. Uh, gaining confidence uh, along the way the Vikings too. I mean, there's, there's all these instances out there. I think collectively though, uh, still some flaws for a lot of teams, uh, but like Cincinnati, you, you know, because of the quarterback situation, they might want to be more balanced uh, and run the ball a little bit more and play tougher football. And, and that's worked out for them. They're scoring a lot of points, you know, and, and certainly I think it's given their chance, a, a chance for their defense to kind of rest, stay off the field, 
uh, as well. Uh, so the complimentary football aspect of that's trying to trying to come to the surface for Cincinnati. We'll see if Buffalo can continue. I mean, they can score against anybody. We know that. Now, defensively, they don't have depth uh, and they're older. Uh, so that's not a great recipe for making that run to the playoffs, but yet they got an incredible quarterback uh, and we'll see what happens. I, I think Baltimore uh, is, is finding ways to win on top of being well coached uh, and being that complete team. And then your team, San Francisco, my goodness, um, they are oh, yeah. explosive as I, I've ever seen uh, in this league right now, uh, all three levels. Uh, all three areas of the field, all three stages. I mean, they're, they're really getting the job done. So uh, we're seeing more and more of, of the consistency, which we should see uh, this time of the year. Mike, you played wide receiver at a very high level in the National Football League. It's been your position your whole career. What was your reaction yep. to Pat Mahomes' rant page after the game on calling offsides? Oh, wow. Uh, it's all over the place, Michael. It really is because I love the competitive fire from him. The, the, the guy is, makes a half a billion dollars, right? He's, he's the face of the franchise, the face of the league. Uh, and yet that bothers him that much. And it's that much of a big deal. Um, now, it was it an overreaction for hops. I mean, we all get emotional out there and we got to contain ourselves at times. Um, I, I can see both sides of it, though. I really can because, uh, hear me out, you know, as, as an official you're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, to the bowls. Your grades are coming out. You, you want to make sure you get things right uh, because you would love to officiate Super Bowl, right? I think that be, would be a goal for an official. Um, but then on the other side, too, from a player standpoint, can you give me a warning? You know, I, and I get it. I, I, I'm not, I never lined up offsides. I did have an illegal procedure game that didn't get called, and that was against your 49ers when we had the Hail Mary back in 91. Um, but, you know, sometimes calls do not get called uh, for whatever reason. Uh, we would have four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour games if every single call was called. And I think that's the point of view that they're coming from, the Chiefs. But as an official, you have to make the call. In the fairness of the game, you have to make the call. So a little bit over the top from Patrick, but, man, I love the competitiveness, and I love the fact that that guy hates, absolutely hates losing. I still haven't heard. I just kept waiting for the answer on whether or not he ever pointed or asked. It doesn't sound like he did do that receiver thing where you look to the sideline and you ask if you're good. It doesn't sound like that happened. You know what, Stormy, I never had to do that. And, and yeah. I, was, uh, I was a flanker, uh, certainly off the ball. And then I was a, a, a split end where I was on the ball. Um, so whether it's weak side or strong side, right? And uh, as a weak side receiver, I mean, a lot of times, or even if you're in the slot and you're on the line of scrimmage, a lot of times you can line yourself up with the ball without the official helping you out. Um, you, you, you have some leeway there. And, and I think as a player, as a coach, Andy Reid, that, that's what they're probably most upset about is that the leeway, the warning wasn't there before or on one of the biggest plays of the game, right? So uh, you can't have it your way all the time if you're the Chiefs and, and certainly some sour grapes going on as well. Yeah, I, I mean, look, when, when the official, my view, Mike, is when the official can't officiate the game because he can't see the ball, then there's a problem, <laughs> right? I mean, like, what would have happened <laughs> right. if the Bills guy, if the Bill guy lined up off sides and Patrick would have had five free yards, he would have been complaining, well, he couldn't see it because you, you got the guy, you know, Tony standing in the way of the ball. So I, I don't know what he wanted the guy to do. The guy couldn't do his job. I like what Pritch said. It's not, yeah. it's not Burger King. You can't have it your way all the time. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, we watched, we watch hoops, right. And basketball and oh my God, there's fouls down the stretch. There's traveling. There's all kinds of thing infractions going on. They don't call. Right. And, and, and from a player standpoint, you, you kind of want that to take place. But Michael, you're spot on Stormy, You're spot on because you know, it, the irony of it, not, not a coincidence, but the irony of it is their right tackle has been jumping the gun all year long. It seems like, uh, and a lot of people are, are pointing that out and, you know, uh, making sure that people have attention or the officials have attention on the right tackle uh, for Kansas city as he gets out of his stance a little early sometimes. Uh, and now you have Tony who, I mean, how do you make that error? First of all, uh, yeah. just make sure you lined up properly. I mean, that, that's, that's wide receiver one-on-one. That's high school, Patrick, that your wide receiver is supposed to line up on, on sides all the time. 60 seconds. Hey Mike, oh, how about, I mean, Chris Jones is offside on every play. I mean, I mean, <laughs> right, you talk about. Right. I mean, Chris Jones is always offsides. I, I bitched about it for two years. I stopped complaining about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, you can call every ticky tack if you want, but some a lot of times ticky tack doesn't get called, uh, and, and sometimes it helps you, and sometimes it bites you. Uh, and this time it bit the uh, Kansas City Chiefs big time. <laughs> Bridge, you're you're awesome as always, pal. Thanks so much for doing this with us today. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me. Y'all have a great day. That's Mike Pritchard. Follow him on X at M.I. Pritchard. Doing great things here at Beeson, though, as an NFL analyst. And, of course, played in the league a really, really long time at a high level. Won a national championship in college. We're really fortunate to have him with us. Officiating is going to be a topic of conversation every week, whether we like it or not, though, isn't it? I mean, but it's, it goes with the territory. But when something that's not subjective, right? Pass interference calls that, yeah. are subjective, right? I mean, when they're not, when a guy lines up and you can't see the ball, what do you want him to do? Just say no? We've I mean, sh- you know. We've shown that picture so many times on the program today. Like, it's obvious. That's why the only thing about Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes' post-game pressers, it's like somebody had to tell them the call was right. Like, it, they've, they've had this yeah. happen 12 times this year that this has been called. It's been on their tapes that they've seen. I don't know. We're wrapping things up when we come back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is... 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN, V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We're wrapping things up on this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond, and Tony with you. Time for our pro tip of the show. And Michael, usually it's you coming up with these bad boys, but I got <laughs> no, one you today. Did great today. Very excited. Good for you. <laughs> um, you it has, a roll. Thank you so much. I had a good Sunday. We're rolling it into Monday. Who doesn't love it? There uh, you go. So today's pro tip has to do with the AFC playoff picture specifically because there's that huge chunk of seven and six teams that are all sitting there. And if you look at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, all of them are favored to miss the playoffs. So if you like any of them, there are plus money options across the board. If you're picking the right teams, if you have a lot of conviction on one or two to make the playoffs, there's some plus money bets to be made, Michael. No question. And look, I think it goes back to have a formula for this, right? Eliminate the teams, look at the schedules, but trust defenses and quarterback. You know, trust the ability to win big games, tight games. I mean, the thing you can't do now is get your pencil out because, look, let's face it, the, you know, the, the Texans were penciled to beat the Jets in, right? Right. The Steelers were penciled to beat the Cardinals and the New England Patriots in, right? Who would have thought that the Browns with Joe Flacco could beat Jacksonville at home? I mean, you can't pencil it in. You just got to say, okay, who's playing well? Who, what team is improving every week? Cincinnati. Whose defense is getting better? Cincinnati. And then let's see what they can do as they move forward. They got Minnesota coming in who shut out the Raiders, but that shutout's a little deceiving because they really never challenged the the passing game of the Minnesota defensive backs, let's be honest. So, you know, Cincinnati this week, I think they're a four-point favorite. They open up against the the, the Vikings who are coming off a shutout win. So that tells you what the book thinks about the Bengals right there. Yep, four-point home favorite against Minnesota. The Bengals plus 270, yes, to make the playoffs. Um, The Broncos, who Pritch mentioned as well, plus 125. They're just one game back of the Chiefs in the AFC West, which is pretty crazy to think about given the state of Denver early on this season. But like we also talked about with Pritch, and and to your point, teams that are improving at this point, like looking at those recent game sample sizes and seeing who you feel is on that upward trajectory, pair that with the schedule, see where there could be opportunity. Don't cross anything as a W, to your point, but see where the opportunity could be and where that matches your numbers. Uh, VSIN Pro Tips available at vsin.com. Uh, every single day we do them on the program. But because you you mentioned the Bengals there and and Joe Flacco, you say like who who had that win? One point that I haven't said on the air today that I've said in like three commercial breaks to to Elliot. Joe Flacco has more 300-yard games and more three-touchdown <laughs> games than Deshaun Watson did with the Browns. Just want to put that out there. Crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact. I've been saying this for two weeks. You know, everybody was criticizing me for taking the, 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 the Browns against the Rams last week. Oh, that was a dumb call. Well, it ended up being the wrong call, but it wasn't because of Flacco. Flacco kept them in the game. It was because their defense was – like I said that after the game, that's the best I've seen the Browns' offense operate. And you don't have to take my word for it. Watch the play calling of the of the head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Like, he's dialing up passes all the time. He can't wait to throw a pass. Like, he didn't have any of this – 
opportunity. I mean, think about it. Watson started six games, okay? He threw 171 passes. Joe Flacco has started two games. He's already thrown 89 passes. Think about that. I mean, you know, and, and how about this? Flacco's got five touchdown passes, and, and Watson only has had seven for the year. Insane. Now, oh. he threw an interception yesterday, but that wasn't on him. That was on Amari Cooper who didn't get inside on a slant. And with Flacco, you see, you see that um, Stefanski said that he is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward, but he's on the practice squad today. You see how the transaction-wise they had to do that? Yeah, well, that's he just he reverts back there. Yeah, I mean, eventually, I'm sure they're going to bring him up. I mean, look, and Flacco <laughs> doesn't want to go anywhere. This is the perfect example of the scheme fits the player perfectly, right? You know, what's surprising about Flacco is his movement's still good. He's out of the pocket. He's throwing the ball accurately. Look, I'm not saying Flacco's going to win the MVP, and I'm not saying Flacco's great. All I'm saying is he gives their offense hope. Something that Robinson, Thompson Robinson didn't do, something that uh, Watson did on occasion, B.J. Walker never did, right? And so for me, it's, it's the perfect opportunity. It's perfect. They've got to continue to play better defensively. They missed Denzel Ward. They need to get him back out there. Miles Garrett, I don't think he's 100% yet. They need to get him back out there. But look, you can't argue with the fact that they're a good defense. You can't run the ball on them. I mean, think about this, Stormy. Yesterday, Jacksonville, with a, with a quarterback who's, who's got a bad wheel, walks in there, and because they can't run the ball, he's got to throw it over 44 times with a bad leg. Uh, 28 of 50 for Trevor Lawrence. Three touchdowns, three picks, though. So credit the Browns defense again. You said that they needed to wake up a little bit and they got their takeaways at least this past week. And so see if things can start trending back in the right direction with them and Joe Flacco. I, I loved listening to his press conference, not his press conference, but some of his interviews yesterday. Like, hey, it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. But the mental toughness we showed, that's what's going to help us these final few weeks of the season as we try to make a push. OK, we've only got a couple minutes left here on the show. Monday Night Football, doubleheader, mm. which both games are kicking off at the same time, which just really grinds my gears. Come on, NFL, be better. <laughs> but the Miami Dolphins opened a 12 and a half point favorite. We're now seeing largely 14s across the board. So two touchdown spread for them hosting the Tennessee Titans. How do you feel? Well, I mean, Tennessee has not been a good ATS team on the road, and we have to throw away all the Mike Vrabel stuff that we know of because this is a different Mike Vrabel team. I mean, this isn't the same kind of team. I just have a hard time understanding how they're going to be able to keep it close because they don't tackle very well. You know, they're not very good in terms of when they have to play a great passing offense. They're 27th in yards allowed per attempt, right? They're 22nd in yards allowed in the passing game, right? And they give up runs. I mean, they have a hard time stopping teams from running. So I just think to me, it's going to be hard for them to get control of the game. And then you get into the whole Will Levis, how's he going to play? Really, since the since he played against Atlanta when they scored 28 points, he has not played very well since then. He really hasn't, and he's been very inaccurate with the football. He's all over. He's he throws more balls in the dirt than a bad shortstop. <laughs> Uh, the Dolphins, by the way, we know they do a good job beating up on the lesser than teams. They are 7-1 ATS as a favorite this year. 7-1 ATS, 8-0 straight up against teams that currently have a losing record. And the Titans, 1-5 against the spread on the road this season and riding a five-game no-cover streak. So even at the big number, if you had, if I had to make a bet right now, uh, I'd probably either no bet or consider laying it with Miami. I did lay 13.5 in the contest this week, so I'll be sweating that one out. One other thing about this game, 
game. Titans allow 86 yards per game to wide receiver ones. Tyreek Hill's prop tonight, 109 and a half, and it's juiced <laughs> minus 145 to the over, Michael. So, like, yeah. everybody I mean, expecting Tyreek to have a day. I, yeah. I mean, look, the guy changes the game tremendously. He's impossible to cover. And, you know, who can you – and if you blow one assignment and the way they motion them and utilize them in different spots, it's hard to get them doubled. It's hard to get your hands on them. And he's so quick. And, you know, when he has time to throw without – Jeffrey Simmons playing today would be different because Simmons could make an impact on Tua trying to step up in that pocket. But without Simmons in there, that's a real problem for him. So in the contest, I'm sweating out the Dolphins, and I I also took the favorite in the Packers tonight, laying six at the current number number in New York against Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, yeah. the Italian stallion out there. Uh, yeah. How are you handicapping this one? Well, I mean, everybody's on the everybody loves the Giants. Like everybody loved the Panthers yesterday, right? They take these ugly dogs with bad quarterbacking play. And you're just praying. The line went from six and a half down to six. So it is moving because of it. But I'm going to take, I like Green Bay. I took it in the Russo contest, which, by the way, Stormy, I already told Russo, I'm not taking a loss on that game. No chance. Okay. Gino wasn't on you. Gino wasn't on you. And 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 that's on, I got a bad sheet. But anyway, I think Green Bay can throw the football effectively in the game against the secondary. I think if Martindale tries to blitz too much, it could cost them. And look, how many points can the Giants score? 13? I mean, can they score 13? Even if Barkley runs the ball effectively, can they score 13? Can they score 17? I think the Packers can score 24. I don't know why they can't. I think they make enough plays. This Reed kid's hard to cover. And Love has played pretty well. I think they'll start fast. I think there's a sense of confidence that I see in this Green Bay team. Yeah, they still have Reed, still have Dobbs, despite no Christian Watson in this game. I know the Jair Alexander on the back end defensively isn't great either, but I think that the Packers have more than enough to handle business here against the Giants and win by a touchdown or more. And New York, I feel like people just keep forgetting because they see that they won and covered their last two games and they had the bye and extra rest, that it was against the Commanders and the Patriots. Like, these were not juggernauts. Yeah not teams that Tommy DeVito beat and that most recent game was a 10-7 game. I just, we'll see how it transpires later on today. We'll but see tomorrow. for my money, I'm on Green Bay. Thanks, Michael. Fun Me day. Too. Thank you, Stormy. See you tomorrow. It's a 3-0 in the contest. If I end up 3-2, and two, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, that's a wrap for us today. Enjoy Sharp Money coming up next for Pablo Torre if you're hanging out on DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.